Hi, everyone. I'm Richard Roberts, and welcome to the Expect a Miracle podcast. I'm here again with Nick Hand today. Uh, Nick, uh, the last time <laughs> you kind of poured into me about uh, the word of knowledge and the gifts of healing, uh, but you said you weren't quite finished. <laughs> weren't we? We weren't quite through. Well, you know, it's funny because the healing topic, more, more and more, you, talk, you, you even mentioned it. You said a lot of times when it comes to healing, people can be uh, skeptical, suspicious, unless they're sick. <laughs> when well, you're sick, you're... You know, the, tr- the truth is, Nick, that with all the great doctors and nurses, uh, with all the great hospitals and surgical equipment and medicines, people seem to be sicker than they've ever been. Yeah. Uh, part of it is because of health reasons or dietary uh, problems or whatever. Uh, people seem to be sicker than ever. There seems to be a rise in sickness. Yeah. And if ever there was a time for the healing ministry, this is it. Right. And I, a lot of our listeners, all of you listening, you you come to um, to this place for that to get information, to uh, access you know spiritual power, to find uh, remedies for yourself. And so I think it can be helpful to dig in on some of this just for just for listeners, people who are listening. Well, let me say something for you before you start. Um, I believe that God is the source of all healing. Exodus fifteen twenty six says, I am the Lord that healeth thee. Right. So no matter how the healing comes, we give honor and glory to God. Uh, my father raised me to be a balanced person, yeah. not tipping one way or tipping the other way. For example, um, I believe in prayer, but I also believe in doctors. Right. But I believe God is the source of prayer, and I believe God is the source of doctors. I'm not against medicine. I'm not against prayer. I'm for them both. I think they're both two of God's healing streams. Yeah. So uh, I encourage people, uh, you know, I have a family doctor. Yeah. And from time to time, I visit my family doctor. I get checkups and things like that. And so sometimes things go wrong in my body and I have to have an antibiotic or something like that. Yeah. And that's not a sin, right. you know, because some scientist discovered those medicines. And the Bible says the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. Yeah. So every doctor... Whether he or she is a Christian or not, every doctor is doing God's work in the fact they're trying to get you well. Yeah. And much of the church world has has said, well, I'm not going to believe in, in healing anymore. I'm just going to turn my whole body over to the doctor. You see, I, I don't think that's balanced. Uh, for example, if I get a headache, I pray and I take two Tylenol. Right. Now, I really don't care which one works. Yeah. I'm just going to give the glory to God. So when someone prays for me, I thank them but I give the praise to God. When a doctor treats me or medicates me, I thank them, but I give the glory of the healing to God. Now, to me, that's balance. I agree. I've always, I've always admired you for that. What do you say to people who say, but yeah, but God is the healer. How come you can't just pray and access your healing through prayer? Well, if I can answer that question, I probably, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I probably, I probably would be smarter than I am. Yeah. But you see, we don't have all those answers right now. We have to take it by faith. Yeah. And now when I pray, when I pray for someone who's under a doctor's care and they say to me, well, I'm going to stop taking my medicine. I say, no, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that until your doctor takes you off the medicine. And I'm very careful. I'm, I'm very balanced. My father taught me to be balanced, not to go off the deep end. And I, I've heard you say, and again, I respect you for it because it's not just something you're making up. You, you biblically back it up talking about Luke. And I've never heard anybody well, really talk about that. If you that. study the book of Acts, you'll find that Luke, who was a, who was a practicing Greek medical doctor, right. was part of Paul's evangelistic team. Mm. And when they were shipwrecked, 
You read it in the uh, 27, 28 chapter, I don't remember which one it is, in Acts. They were shipwrecked on the little island of Melita, which they call today Malta, yeah. out in the middle of the Mediterranean. They were shipwrecked there. The Bible says that Paul was praying for the sick and they were being healed, and Luke was treating them medically and they were being cured. Mm. So you have Paul and Luke working together as a team. That's the model. Right. And that's what I believe. I believe in in prayer and medical science coming together. Right. Because obviously medical science, there's going to be limitations. The idea is that God being the source of healing, it takes away the limitations. Exactly. Yeah. Um, last, last time we talked, we talked about how healing operates through your gifting. God uses you to administer healing um, to people. You talked about, let's just maybe recap on them real quick. Words of knowledge. Yes. You'll get words of knowledge that come to you. How do you describe a word of knowledge? A word of knowledge is supernatural information that comes into the mind of a believer, mm -hmm. someone like me. And, uh, and then when that word is spoken, when what I hear or what I feel in my body is spoken, someone is healed. And then how do you, you said also gifts of healing. What's the difference between, uh, well, how does that work? That's, that's when I'm called on to pray for, particularly for an individual. And uh, there's no word of knowledge, but the, but the person gets healed. Mm. It has to be an operation of the gifts of healing. It can't be anything else. Meaning it's a, it's a moment of power that you can't control? Yes. Uh, well, I'm not trying to control it. Yeah. Uh, it. It comes up through my chest and into my throat and out of my voice. And there's a power that goes out when I speak. And I, I shared this last uh, week on the podcast. I got a call from a longtime friend uh, who was diagnosed with a, with a breast tumor. And the doctors were going to do a radical mastectomy. I, I shared this last mm -hmm. week on the, on the podcast. And I prayed for her on the phone because she was four or 500 miles away. And when I prayed, I felt this power come out of me and go into the phone. Mm. That was an operation of the gifts of healing. Well, a couple of days later, she called back and said, I went back in and the doctors say, there's no surgery now. There's no tumor. They can't find it. Yeah, It's gone. Well, that was an operation of the gifts of healing. God didn't give me a word of knowledge, but when I prayed, there was a power that came through me. Now, those of you listening, I don't want you to misunderstand me. It's not my power. Yeah. I don't have any healing power, but I have the one in me who does have the power. Yeah. And what do you, and so what do you do or what do you say to a person that may be discouraged because um, that particular gift in that moment did not function. So there wasn't an instantaneous miracle or healing. Can they still be healed? Uh, of course they can. And I'll tell a story that um, I often tell when I travel and teach people about healing. Uh, my wife, Lindsay, uh, began having migraines when she was a little girl. And uh, she had them a couple of times. Uh, they were spaced apart, you know, weeks or months and uh, she had a couple of migraine headaches during the time we were dating. Then after we got married, she began having them again. And she asked me one day when she was having a migraine, uh, if I would call my father and have him come down to our house and pray for her, which I did. And my dad happily, he came down and prayed. Uh, she, she had the kind of migraine that you, she went into a dark room and closed all the drapes yeah. and pulled the covers over her head and put the pillow over her head because of the pain. And uh, the medication they gave her just didn't work. And he came down and prayed for her. And then he said something to her. He said, you'll have these headaches for three more days. Hmm. Well, that's a strange word, Dad. Why, wh wh he said, I don't know why, but that's what I hear the Lord say. And then he turned to walk out. And they turned back before he left the room and said, Lindsay, you're winting. Hmm. And she said, what do you mean, Oral, winting? He said, the Bible says that many were healed as they went. Mm. 
In other words, not all healing happens instantaneously. Sometimes healing is a process. Sometimes healing comes over a period of time. So when I pray for someone and there's not an instantaneous miracle, I say to them, look, I'm standing with you in faith, believing God for the manifestation of this healing, and I'm not going to come out of this prayer of agreement until it happens. Yeah. Now, sometimes it takes a while. Why? I don't know. Yeah. And that can be the frustrating part, I think, for, well, for the person on the receiving end, but also for the person, I would assume, well, doing the praying. Yes. And I get testimonies from people saying, hey, uh, it didn't happen in your service. But when I got home a few days later, I realized I'd been healed. Yeah. It happens all the time. The key is what? Staying in expectation, staying, staying in expectation, faith. And not, not pouring gasoline on your faith with your words. Mm. This isn't working. Watch, Nothing happened. Yeah, yeah, this must not be real. Just, don't, yeah. don't kill your faith yeah. with your silly words. If, not, if you can't say anything, almost like if you can't say anything good, don't say anything. Put some duct tape on your mouth yeah. if you have to. <laughs> Stay neutral, yeah. You, you talk about there not being any power in you as a person, that it's God. You, yet at the same time, you'll do things. I've seen you on TV, you know, place your hands on my hands. Yes. So if it's not you, what is the importance of your hands or what's the importance of, uh, of those they're, they're points of contact. And you, you bring up an interesting, interesting topic because of the way it happened. Hmm. One night... Uh, back in the years when Lindsay and I uh, did a live show, we did a live TV show for 11 years. And uh, one night, the Lord spoke in my heart and said, put your hands up and have people come to their television set and touch your hands. And I said to the Lord, now this is under my breath, I'm on the air, you know, I'm, I'm yeah, kind of whispering right. back. I said, Lord, I'm not going to do that. Uh, a lot of people think I'm crazy already. <laughs> I, I don't want to add fuel to the fire. It, it seems so crazy. Right. Uh, and, and I said, Lord, I, I, I'm not going to do that. And so... He said it again to me, and I said, no, I'm not going to do that. When the program was over and I went home, I was really troubled. So I picked up the phone, called my dad. My dad was living in California at the time. Uh, and um, I said, Dad, here's what happened on the program tonight. And I said, you always taught me that if I can't find it in the Bible, I shouldn't say it. And I said, when the Lord said, put your hands up and put your hand against mine, I, it didn't feel right. And my dad began to laugh. Mm. And he said, open your Bible to the book of Acts. And so I got my Bible. He said, look at this particular scripture. It said, God brought special miracles through the hands of Paul. Mm. And I thought to myself, okay, I have a scripture now. If someone's going to criticize me, they're going to have to criticize the apostle Paul because I'm going to do what he did, special miracles through his hands. So the next night on television, I said, put your hands up the screen against my hands as a point of contact. But I added, not because my hands have any power, hmm. but my hands can become a point of contact to help you to release your faith. And I, I prayed and lots of people put their hands up against my hands that night. And we were flooded with healing testimonies by the next night. Now, my hands didn't do it, but my hands became a point of contact. A point of contact is something you do. And when you do it, you release your faith. Hmm. And I said, when you touch the screen and touch my hands, uh, expect a miracle. There was a man who was over in Denmark who was watching and he put his hands on the, on his computer screen as I said it. Mm. And he was healed all the way in Denmark. It wasn't my hands that did the healing, but they were a point of contact to help that man and others to release their faith and to believe God for a miracle. And the, the point of contact assists you in releasing your faith. What is the, yes, it helps. It helps set the time. 
Seth, Seth I said, when you, when you touch my hands on the screen, let your faith go. Mm. It's a moment you can refer yeah. to that. Yeah. Would you share the story? Cause I, and just cause I like hearing it, but I think it's, it really helped me when you shared it. When you tell that story about the light switch as the example oh. of the. Well, when I was about 10 years old, I had 22 warts on my left hand and I'm left-handed and uh, I played ball. I played sports. I played baseball, football, basketball. I played every sport a boy could play. And I would come home in the evening and my hand would be bleeding Mm. from, from uh, you know, using my hand with a football or baseball or, or bat or whatever. And my mother would soak my hand in warm, soapy, soapy water. And uh, they were spreading. And she said, we're going to have to go to the doctor and have them burned off. Mm. Now, they don't burn warts off today. They, they freeze them off. Right. But in those days, they, didn't, <laughs> they hadn't <laughs> gotten that good. far yeah. in their medical practice <laughs> yet. And I was scared to death at 10 <laughs> years bet. old. You're going you're gonna to burn them up. <laughs> what? I was scared out of my mind. <laughs> My dad came home and said, well, Evelyn, that's fine, but I'd like to pray for him too. Yeah. I said, yes, please. please. <laughs> so he took me in their bedroom and sat me down in the bed. And uh, he said, I'm going to pray for you. And when I do, I want you to release your faith. I said, what do you mean? He said, well, you do that through a point of contact. And I said, well, what's a point of contact, Daddy? He said, a point of contact is something that you do. And when you do it, you release your faith. And he saw that I didn't know what he was talking about. Right. So he walked over to the wall. This is what you're referring yeah. to. He walked over to the wall and said, you see that light switch? I said, sure, yeah. He said, that light switch is a point of contact. Mm. It in itself has no power, but it's hooked up to the power company mm. so that when you flip the switch, the lights come on. Yeah. He said, the faith in your heart is just like that switch. And when I pray for you, I want you to take your faith and let it go to God. Mm. I said, okay. Yeah. So he prayed for me. And he came to a point in the prayer when he said, in Jesus' name, and I didn't know what else to do. Now I'm just 10 years old. I just said out loud, faith, get up to God. Yeah. I, I just let my faith go. I believed. I believed in his prayers and I believed in God. So he said, amen. I looked down at my hand and every wart was still there. Mm. And he said something to me that I've told to thousands of people around the world. We prayed, we believed, now let's expect a miracle. Well, I went to bed that night. Next morning, they were there. Second morning, third morning, fourth morning, fifth morning, the warts were still there. Sixth morning, seventh morning, eighth morning, the warts were still there. Ninth morning, still there. But on the tenth morning, mm. I awakened, looked at my hand, every wart had disappeared. Wow. And as you're looking at, you're looking at me now in this podcast, you can see yeah. there are no warts on that right. left hand. I've never had another one on that hand. All mm. 22 of them vanished, but took 10 days. Why? I don't know. Mm. I'm not in management. I'm in sales. Yeah. I don't understand. I just, I just, I did what my father instructed me to do. I released my faith through a point of contact. Is that and, what, is that it, what? Yeah, they were gone. Is that what the laying on, is that the point of laying on of hands? Yes. Is the point of contact? Laying on of hands is a point of contact. Mm. Word of knowledge that I give is a point of contact. Operation of the gifts of healing is a point of contact. Scripturally speaking, like when they would, when you lay, when go have people lay hands on you, is that what it is? Is it the, is there something that what I'm getting at is sometimes, you know, people, I need you to lay hands on me because they think like something's going to come from the hands. Yeah. And that, that's one of the problems that my father faced. People got their eyes on his hands. Huh. His hands had no power. His hands were no more powerful than mine. Huh. Uh, it, it was, it was the Lord who was in him. Right. Who was doing the miracle. Right. Was he always aware of that? Oh, yes, always. Because, yeah. But, but, but people tried to focus upon his hands. Right. And he said, son, you won't have to face that because you're not going to have mm. a particular laying on of hands ministry. Right. 
uh, he was limited in the fact that he could only pray for so many until he wore out. Yeah. Uh, sometimes he'd lay hands on five to 10,000 people in a day. Gosh, 10,000. And, and, and we'd have to carry him to the car. He gave out, he said, but you won't face that because you won't have to walk long lines and lay your hands on people for God to use you. That's the method that God gave him. Right. God's given me a different method. It's not any better, not any worse. It's just different. People who are sick, you know, I frequent like social media and things like that. It's clear that people still seek um, remedies outside of just mainline medicine. Yet I, it seems like specifically in the church, there's, there's, less praying for healing, less of that in the place that you would think it would be the most. Do you notice that? And why do you think that that is? Well, I think many churches have dumbed down the Bible. They're taking the basic tenets of the Bible out. Uh, They don't want to be criticized. They don't have a, they don't have a healing ministry. They don't want to be criticized for not having a healing ministry. So they just don't talk about it. Yeah. Uh, They don't pray in the spirit. So they don't talk about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Uh, uh, and and there are certain terms that are in the Bible that that some churches don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about the blood. Mm. They say what well, scares children. Well, look at what your kids are watching on the internet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's what's scary. Yeah, uh, you know they don't want don't don't mention the blood. Right. Uh, and and some churches don't want to hear the word prosperity because mm-hmm. he thinks there's something wrong with it. When God said in Third John two, beloved, I wish above all things that you prosper. Yeah. And be in health. Even as your soul prospers, there's some book companies that won't write a book that has the word prosper or prosperity in the book. Right. Uh, it's fear. Right. It's, it's intimidation. Um, and we ought to get over that. Because it's, I mean, it would be fear that they would pray and nothing would happen, almost like they're responsible for the healing, right? I mean, exactly. And that's, that's the reason why, why many pastors don't pray for the sick, because they're afraid of failure. But if they would just understand they're not the healer, yeah. their job is not to do the healing. Yeah. You know, James 5 says, let the elders of the church call them forward, lay hands on them, pray the prayer of faith, and the prayer of faith will save the sick. Yeah. God will do it. I, I've been with you when your phones rang and somebody's asking for prayer or this, that, and I've never seen you, um, I've never seen you like with like a burden, like, I hope this works. God, you got to come through. Is that because you've just realized that it's it, not you it's, and you're the person that it's just not prays? My, it's not my job. Oh. I just got a call early this morning from the United Kingdom, from England, uh, a man whose wife is having heart problems and he's having knee problems. And so uh, it came by text. And I texted a prayer back immediately. Now, it wasn't, if there's a healing, it's not because of me. Mm -hmm. It's because of God. Yeah. I can't make it happen. I can't stop it from happening. Yeah. You make it sound so simple. Is it simple? Yeah. It is. Uh, Most profound, most profound things are simple. Right. We complicate it with our brains. <laughs> and that's probably why most people don't believe for it, because they make it too complex, I would assume. Well, I, I think that's a, a word of wisdom coming from you. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever, um, have you, you, going back to words of knowledge, have you ever had like a, a, a weird word of knowledge? Have you ever had oh, like strange where them. you're like... I think one of the strangest one I had was one night during those 11 years that we did the live television program, um, I heard the Lord say inside me, there's a woman who's watching who's pregnant and uh, she's just been diagnosed with cervical cancer. And the doctors told her uh, they're going to have to abort the child and do surgery to save her life. And I said, whoever you are, come over to your TV set, put your hands up against my hands. There's a woman in New Jersey 
just walked in the door. Her mother was watching me on television. She walked in at the precise moment that I said what I just said. She's a police officer's wife. She came over to the TV, put her hands up against my hands, and was scheduled to go back to the doctor three or four days later. And when she did, the doctor said, well, we can't find any trace of cancer. Mm. It's totally gone. No need to abort the child. And she let us know months later she had a perfectly normal child. Uh, but cancer is totally gone. Now, that wow. was an unusual word of knowledge. And when I gave it, I said, oh, my God, do you really want me to say that? <laughs> but I said it, and it happened. Yeah. You, you, I know we've talked about this before, you and I, but have you ever, uh, has it ever been hard for to believe in, believe for healing in the lives of others when you've personally struggled with needing healing yourself? No. Uh, no, I don't have a problem with that because. But that does happen. That has happened to you. Sure. You, yeah. Sure. But uh, I just, I cast all that aside and I just believe. So what would you say to someone who, um, is, is one is like, I want to believe in this and I want to, what is my first step in praying for the sick and in, in believing for people to be healed? Um, well, I don't believe you have to have a specific calling to pray for the sick. Huh. I have a specific calling. That's, that's my mission in life. Uh, but I don't believe you have to have a specific calling because Jesus himself said to his disciples, you shall lay hands upon the sick and they shall recover. Yeah. I believe everyone, every Christian ought to pray for the sick. It's not a question of should I or shouldn't I. He said that we will lay hands on the sick and they will recover. Now, it's not our job to heal, but every one of us ought to have a healing ministry. It may, be, may not be your main focus. I mean, you may be a, uh, an electrician, you may, you may teach school, you may be a banker, you may be a housewife, uh, uh, whatever you are. But every one of us ought to be in a position when, the, when someone needs prayer that we are willing to go and pray for them. Yeah. What about for the person who, who is in need of healing, but they feel disqualified from receiving it because they know that it's been their decisions that caused it? Well, okay, let's just say that's true. Let's just say I'm dealing with a person who is uh, grossly overweight, okay? Uh -huh. Grossly overweight, say they're three, four hundred pounds. Yeah. Grossly overweight, and, and they've just beaten their body down. And they've got, let's say they've got diabetes, they've got knee problems, they've right. got blood pressure problems, and everything that goes with being, being obese. Uh, the best thing a person like that could do is, is just simply say, Lord, I repent. Mm. I repent for the lifestyle. And give me a fresh start and, and let, let someone pray for me and let me, let me receive the prayer and let me get on a good diet and, 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 and let me help, help myself. Yeah. Because God still wants those people healed. Even of if they, course. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're just as valuable as anyone else. Right. That's good. Well, thank you for letting yeah, me no. ask all. No, I can, you know me. I could keep going forever, and uh, but I always allow. I, I always am grateful you allow me to ask my. I my got crazy a call. Questions. I got a call the other day from uh, a doctor here in town who just heard our last podcast uh -huh. of us together, and he said, "I'm glad you changed your format. Uh -huh. You know, we have changed the format. I, I was doing this by myself for about a year, and uh, I got pretty bored doing it all by myself. <laughs> and." Uh, uh, since Nick has joined me, it's been a lot more lively. So yeah, well, we, you know, I enjoy asking questions that I think people listening are asking. If you have a question, uh, send send them in. Uh, go to our website, richardroberts.org, and there's a contact us uh, button there. You can contact us, send in your questions, and we'd love to to visit some of those. Before we go, since we talked about healing, would you like to pray a prayer of healing sure. for, for people listening? And I, I also encourage you if if you have a question or a subject you'd like me to deal with on this podcast, let yeah. me know. 
uh, go to richardroberts.org. There's a place for you to, to fill that out. Father, right now, I know there's no distance in prayer. You're right here where I am in Tulsa with Nick. And you're also right there where this person is listening. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I come against the satanic attack that has come against you. Now, it may be in your feet, it may be in your knees, it may be in your hips, it may be in your breathing, it may be in your stomach, it may be in your, your heart or your blood pressure, or it may be in your kidneys or your liver, maybe in your head, maybe your ears, maybe your eyes, uh, maybe in your mouth. In the authority of the name of Jesus, I send the healing word of God to you now, mm-hmm. and I command Satan to loose his grip from you. In Jesus' name. And I pray over you in other areas where you've been attacked, in your, in your mind, in your, in, your, in your soul realm. I pray over you in your, in your mind, your will and emotions. I, I rebuke discouragement and depression and fear and loneliness and anger and bitterness. I rebuke that in you in the name of Jesus. I pray for God to heal you in your emotions. And like, like putting salve in a wound mm-hmm. to heal it up. Uh, I, I pour on the oil and the wine for like they did in Bible days for healing. Healing in your mind, healing in your body, healing in your finances. And you know, as you make your, your life a seed, as you sow your love, your time, your money, your prayers, whatever it is that you sow, you've got a Bible right to believe for God to use it for his glory and multiply it back to you. As the scripture says in Luke 6, 38, good measure, pressed down, shaken together and running over. I pray that over you. I pray for God to heal you in every area, including your relationships in the authority of Jesus name. And I pray if you've never, ever made a commitment of your life to Christ, that you would pray this very simple prayer with me right now. Are you ready? Pray this out loud with me. Oh God, be merciful to me, a sinner, a backslider. I have missed the mark with my life, and I repent. I change my mind. I turn my back on the past. I renounce the devil, and I receive Jesus Christ, God's only Son, as my Savior and Lord. Come into my heart, Lord Jesus. Save me. Heal me. Deliver me. And set me free. From this hour, I will serve God with all my heart. Now you say, Richard Roberts, is it that simple? Yes, if you believe. That's the prayer that I prayed. I was just 19. <laughs> and I'm 74 now, <laughs> and I'm still just as strong on it as I was then. If you prayed that prayer, I'd like to hear from you. Contact me at richardroberts.org. Send me a message. Send me an email and let me know what God is doing. If you need further prayer, let me know. You can call the Abundant Life Prayer Group at 918-495-7777. Uh, be sure and send in any questions or topics you'd like uh, me to deal with on this podcast. It'd be an honor to do it. Now, if, if I don't have any answers, I'll do some studying and I'll find some answers. <laughs> Nick, thank you for, for helping me host this uh, podcast. Absolutely. Thanks, sir. So stay tuned for next week. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Expect a Miracle. Does God still heal today? Healing is a central key. It's not a sideline. You'll find healing all the way from Genesis all the way to the book of Revelation. Healing is God's plan. If you have questions about whether or not God still heals, if you're skeptical but want to believe, then order this book, God's Healing Touch by Richard Roberts. Go to richardroberts.org or call 1-844-828-1412.